0: Hello, i bin Sandrine. Hola, me llamo Krista. Hola. Ladies.
1: Chingji. Luna. Luna.
0: All right, here we go. That was the worst German I've ever heard. Anyway, welcome to Step Into Mondays podcast where we bridge theory to the practice and speak very very bad german my apology to all german teachers
1: (laughs) well it is what it is how you doing i'm i'm here i'm good i'm loopy but i'm good
0: (laughs) why are you you? (laughs) why are you loopy just tired a lot of stuff going on you know funny thing is i do the adjunct for uab when i was like i'm all good to go with that one you know it's already done it's asynchronous no worries well i kind of forgot there's a lot of grading on the back end (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) online classes have a ton of grading
0: kind of forgot about that little part that it takes a while to go through and grade everything and then um you know didn't have a full-time job so locally they were like hey do you want to adjunct for one class i was like Sure, can I jump for one class. No biggie, you know, only have one online class. Easy peasy. And then I had the immersion school. It was like, we don't have a third grade teacher. Can you teach a third grade immersion French? I'm like, sure. <laughs> and it's all starting to kind of collide. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, feels like daily there is like, oh, there's that happening. Oh, crap. I should have done that two days ago. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm at the point that they still have grammar tests and any other lifetimes I would have been like, yeah, we're not messing with that. We're going to do an IPA or we're going to do something else. Uh And this time I'm like, hey, where's the test? We got the test. Where's the test? Can I get the test? (laughs) I'm just slapping it up there. I glance at it. If there's a couple of questions, a bit too much. I'm like, okay, I'm removing that. So the last one was on 82 points instead of 100 Mm Because I didn't even have the time nor the energy to create a couple more questions to go in there. Yeah, I hear you. And then I put it up. And then this time, their thing is supposed to be tomorrow. So I actually got that and put it up this morning (laughs) at 7 (laughs) a.m. But it's okay. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. It's been an interesting experience. It's been fun to be back in a classroom with kids. grown people because you know I have the eight years old and I have the 18 years old (laughs) right right you know that's one thing I just did not realize how much I had missed
1: being in the classroom I really you know and the energy you get from your students that is just missing on zoom or online
0: yeah you know that's kind of what I was going to say I don't Being in there, I don't know that I've missed it so much. I think I'm really having fun with it. And they're a fun group. They're really a different kind of group. I don't know that I've ever had a group like them. Mm -hmm. So I enjoyed doing the Zoom. I really, really did. This is different. And yeah, the energy, that's where, you know, what we talk about a lot that like with asynchronous or even with online, there's such incidental teaching that you're going to do because of various conversations something that somebody will say and you'll just kind of go with it and then in the classroom they're a lot more vocal they have yeah. no worry complaining loudly about things or voicing if they're confused or whatever but online all you get is nods and silent <laughs> right say yes exactly so yeah so that has been fun so what's your small victory this week Well, you know, it's actually about online classes. Um, (laughs) I'm
1: teaching an online class for the Alabama high schools. And oh my gosh, they switched to Schoology, which has just been a nightmare. And so there was this great, or I thought what I thought was great (laughs) thing where I could just click, you know, grade all missing assignments as zeros, because we have to put in pacing zeros to show the kids hey you got to get your work in it's supposed to prompt them right well what they didn't tell you is that when you use that tool you do not get notification when they turn in an assignment oh no
0: so you have to go and physically physically check every single bit of it
1: yeah so the students Mm. were all emailing me when are you going to grade my assignments i would go there's no assignments to grade i'm caught up what are they talking about so then Monday we get this video from the, you know, guy and he's like, Hey, people have had questions about this. Let me show you, you go up here and you have to click, you know, missing with new submissions and click on that. And it'll highlight all of the ones. And, and I had 84 assignments and I went, That's painful. Oh, no, no wonder my students are angry. How, you know, how am I supposed to know that? That was the dumbest thing. And there's no undo button. Once you click that put in missing assignments as zero, you can't undo it. Really? Yeah. I'm like, that is the dumbest thing. So I mean, I was on the phone with access. I don't exactly what I thought about that. So I'm glad I only did that for modules one and two. So I'm not going to use that tool ever again.
0: So I Wait, finally- so if they turn it in and you're grading it, does it not override the zero? No. Oh, well, that's, that's, no, that's So I've had to
1: manual. I've had to not only go see which ones they've turned in, I've had to grade it and then manually input the grades. Oh, that's a lot of work. But I got it all done. So that's my small slash large victory. Yeah, that's a, that's a good victory. Yeah. So anyway,
0: I just, I'm like, I don't know who thought that was a good idea. (laughs) You know, I've had limited exposure to schoology And honestly, I was not impressed. And I was, as a student, I was so lost trying to navigate it. It was Mm -hmm. not funny. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: not. I I don't like it at all. So, you know, saying,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of have to take it and figure it out, and then figure what what works and leave the rest. Exactly. So, what about you? What's your small victory? (laughs) So my. My small victory is that I can actually still speak English. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, we've been talking for what five, seven minutes, and I know I've messed up so many times. So it's not just the German folks; it's also the English. I speak French all day long, and English goes out the window. Um, no, my small victory is yesterday I made a brief stop by my pottery studio where I go take my pottery lessons which I don't know the last time I was able to go, but I'll try to go. And instead of two hours, I'm there one hour and my pottery is wonky because my hair, I'm pulling my hair out for other stuff. But um, I went to pick up the new pieces because we'd finished a cycle. We glazed and everything. And my pottery teacher was looking at some stuff and a couple of things that I think are my small victories. One, he was bragging on my pottery and he was like, Yeah, you have come such a long way. It looks great. It looks so professional. And my other is I sold two pieces of pottery at the studio. Oh, good for you. So I, you would have thought I sold hundred dollar pieces, but <laughs> I know, right? But you're like, somebody liked my work. It's always I know. Exciting. I was like so excited because you know, the studio everything that's out there is done by people who have been doing pottery for years and years and years Mm -hmm. and I have three months in 2020 and then seven months in, in 2021 that I've done pottery and in those 10 months I have managed to do pieces that he actually was bragging on as to how good they were So that was very exciting. And then I do pieces that other people don't exactly do. So I don't do the mugs. Oh, I do some mugs, but not as much as other people. But I don't really do the bowls and the pieces that everybody else do. I do other kind of things. So that was exciting. And then along the lines with that, there's one store that had some of my pieces. And I was like, yeah, nothing's happening. So I picked them up and I was like, yeah, I might bring them back later on. But I stuck them in the studio instead to sell them. And then she messaged me back and she was like, you know, I really would like to have more of your stuff. And I was like, well, I'm not really making quite as much right now. And she's like, well, if you have anything. And then I came up with a new product and made them and she's super excited about them. And she's been like, yes, I want more of those. Bring them in. So
1: hopefully
0: they'll work. Well, yay for you. Maybe if teaching doesn't work out for me, I can become a full time (laughs) potter. there you go
1: (laughs) a new career is launched Uh, you know what's what's a new
0: career at my age
1: that's right
0: you never starting again
1: so you're never too old to start something it's all good
0: we are not so listeners we can't wait to hear about your small victories so make sure you share them and then maybe we can start sharing some of them when people share small victories that'd be cool Yes, just thought of that that would be, that would be awesome we would love mm-hmm. it yeah there's a podcast I listen to and they call them my effing except they say the word hooray and it's just you know things people have <laughs> overcome and you know all of that and they'll just go you know that's my hooray I was you know in this position now there's that there's you know whatever it is it's just all any anything but it's the same ID. small victory, big victory so share and maybe we can start a segment that we will share and we won't use the F word. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I'm that's, I'm not a big fan of that word. <laughs> It'll just remain our small victories. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. Our small All
1: right. So we were going to continue with our, um, talking about how to, how to connect with Gen Z, you know, we, we episode part one, um, We talked a lot about uh, Gen Z and so we thought we needed, we didn't get finished. We had so much to to talk about. So we absolutely want to continue talking about Gen Z.
0: I do think we need to take a minute just in case we have people who missed episode one. All righty. And they're just driving down the car and they can't stop their radio to go back to episode one to listen to it. And they're going to be like, well, there's a couple of parameters I didn't get. I think we probably should go back over the basics of Gen Z, like when the timeline of when they're from and a little bit of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So one of the big issues is that 25 percent of the U.S. population is Gen Z. And those are kids born from about 1997 to 2010. So that's our kids who are, you know, now in high school, college, et cetera. So, and they're only 13% of Gen Zers live in rural areas. The majority live in urban and suburban areas. So they have, and they have a very different, you know, experience than what most of us have had. Um, you know, 70% believe that the government needs to do more to solve problems, whereas our generations and previous generations are all out, no, we can solve our own problems, you know. Um, 35% know someone who preferred gender neutral pronouns, which we had never even heard of when we were growing up. So they've got a lot of um different things that um that they have a lot of different experiences basically than what we've had.
0: You know, something I I didn't think about last time when we were recording, but the 13% that are in rural area, I wonder how it compares to the overall percentage of rural area inhabitants in the US. Oh, I don't know. That's a
1: good question.
0: I wonder if that is 25% of that. Or Mm -hmm. if that's actually lower, I think it'd be interesting to look at, but. Yeah, absolutely. So if anybody knows that, wants to enlighten us, by all means, do that. Yeah, absolutely. So what else did we talk about with Gen Z? Let's see. Let's see. We talked about how technology is very central to their lives. And we talked about various... ways to incorporate that into the classroom
1: that's right because they're called digital natives but they're really not you still have to teach them the technology um, because they're social media savvy not necessarily Mm -hmm. tech savvy that's very true Um, we also let's see we talked
0: about um how they're diverse and multicultural Ah, yes. We and talked about that and about trying to make sure that we have, yeah, we have
1: good representation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Very important to them. Absolutely. So that kind of took, that kind of took up almost all of our time, believe it or not, just those, <laughs> those <laughs> characteristics <laughs> and how to address them in class. Maybe we talk too much. I can't imagine us talking too much. Can you?
0: Uh, no, not at oh, all. No idea what all. that would be about. Exactly. So
1: I guess we need to pick up right there um, and talk about the fact that this generation is very risk averse um, and cynical and they're very anxious about face to face interaction. And that has a lot of, you know, consequences for us in the classroom because, I mean, we're all about communication, right? And Mm -hmm. and yes, we do communicate via text and email and all of that, but we do teach about face to face communication and these kids are going to be nervous about it. And, you know, learning a language is also all about taking a risk. And a lot of these kids are afraid to take a risk. They're afraid of being wrong.
0: And um, so we really have to address that as well. When you and I have said it before, at least I have said it, is that a lot of their schooling has been with that mentality. It's either right or it's wrong. Yes. And there is no middle ground. There is no A for effort. It's right or it's wrong. Show your work, but we're still just going to look at the final answer and if it's not right then you don't get the points right and i actually saw that with my own third graders recently and it broke my heart there was nothing i could do about it i think i'm gonna throw the test away actually in the grade because i was using it from somebody else because i don't have time to create weekly tests Mm -hmm. especially math problems and this and that. So I had used one, which is from what they call Mastery Connect, which has all of the guiding standards of what we need to be teaching. So Mm -hmm. you would think these tests have been made by people who are actually on higher level and can do a good test. (laughs) Well, it was rounding. I think it was rounding. Yeah, it was rounding. The first question had five or six different questions. It was worth one point. And so, when they answered, if they had every five or six of those correct, then he gave them one point. If they had one that was incorrect, they got a zero. Oh wow, that's and terrible! Every single question had multi layers to it, and were all just for one point. Mm. And I didn't catch it when I first put it because the way it is, it is so weird, and you can clone but you cannot actually edit anything so i didn't realize what was happening in the setting of it and it's when i went to grade it and i was like well they got that right why do they have a zero i don't get it and finally after staring at it for five or ten minutes it dawned on me oh one of those answers is wrong so they got a zero that's terrible i know so my students i was a, i was a massacre with that so i need to go back and take that off of their record because like, that's not a fair test. Right, right. So, but that's, that's what they've been used to every single one of their classes. It has to be 100% accurate or it does not count.
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, they are very risk averse and you know, they, they, they just are afraid um, to make a mistake. So, you know, one of the things that I um, I've actually started kind of doing with my even my even my college students is using the social emotional learning check ins, right, where it's like on the scale of the sloth today, how are you feeling, you know, show me with your hands, you know, one through nine, and there's all sorts of different um, sloth. Uh, faces up there. So, you know, give them that, that opportunity to share with you. Maybe they're a little bit off today. Of course I teach college. So almost every one of them would sh- choose the sleepy sloth because college <laughs> students, you know, they don't sleep for whatever
0: reason. I don't know. My third graders tell me over the weekend when I ask them what they've been doing, half of them, they said sleep. Yeah. And they're third grade. So I don't know. Maybe it's a generational thing. Maybe it is. I don't know. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so uh yeah, so you could certainly uh do that. I-, I like that to kind of give them an opportunity to share. So maybe they're you know having a bad day, and this way you um you know, you kind of know, okay, so this person's not having a great day or Mm -hmm. or whatever you know so that's one one thing also you know building the relationships with your students you know Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that we've learned over the years is that I mean the teachers that we remember are the ones who took time to get to know us yes you know they they took the time to know what we liked and what we did and you know they wanted to um you know, wanted to do. So, um, it, it, it makes a difference when you're building those relationships. So, it, I mean, and, and, and just start with small things like greeting them in class or, you know, um, I, I don't know, talking about something that, you know, maybe sharing part of, of yourself and your life, you know, because there are some teachers and I, I've seen them out there. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not telling them anything about me, you know, right. because I'm the teacher and, uh, you know, I share our things all the time with my students. Let me tell
0: you what happened to my child. <laughs> right. I mean, I've shown my pottery to my students when I was just starting last year. And it was a hot mess, really, but I was so proud of it. And I would show it to them. They're like, look what I made. I made a mug. Look at it. And they'd be like, oh, it's great. I'm like, thank you. Like, and they'd be like, where is your proficiency level on that? And be like, I'm at a novice mid. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Family unit. I share my family. Mm -hmm. I do, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. With my third graders, they got to meet my mom on Zoom yesterday. Oh, that's awesome. They were so excited about it. And you would think they're eight year old. She's 10 times their age. And they would be like, well, that's an old person. I don't care anything about it. But they've heard her on the phone a couple of times because Uh if I'm on the phone with her when they come in, when there's a few of them, sometimes I'll put her on speaker and she'll say hi to them and ask them how they're doing and, you know, what the weather's like and a few other things. And so we talked about it. I said, I'm going to make sure that it's okay. And then we'll put her on Zoom. And we did it for the first time yesterday. And they were so excited about it. And they got to meet her dog. They were ecstatic. So yeah, so those relationship, that's part of it because they're like, oh, you're, you're a human. I know you, you know, you're not just a robot. And then they get to get the part like, you don't teach and do teaching thing 24 hours a day. Okay,
1: yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's important. Um, something else that you you absolutely need to do which of course is you know you would think is common sense (laughs) but maybe not is you have to practice those face-to-face interactions Um, what I am finding out um, even with my own child like she called the vet yesterday to see if our cat was ready to be picked up and she didn't even say thank you or goodbye you know she just hung up the phone and I was like what was that why didn't you say thank you and goodbye she's like oh because their their etiquette is just so very different now than when you know when we grew up because they've always got well first of all they don't talk on the phone that often no, they do they, don't. They, they text and so and then they don't even answer with hello I was talking to another colleague of and her children are doing the same thing they don't even say hello they're like what you know when they answer <laughs> it's like you need to say hello but i know it's you (laughs) and it's like but you still need to be polite so you know you actually do need to um you do need to uh you know practice with them like I mean we've practiced readings and of course right now with COVID not so much but before I mean I've had to teach them about proper handshakes and it's you extend your right hand and Mm -hmm. you know I mean how to do a handshake and you want a firm handshake and I mean you have to teach them all these kind of things and we talk about you know the kissing on the cheeks and how what that is you know what all of that is so um you know, you have to practice all those kinds of things so that they
0: get comfortable with it. And you have to encourage them. Hey, because they, especially college, they, there's people from all over the place. They don't know anybody in the class. Right. So they don't want to talk to a stranger. I mean, they've been taught well, you know, stranger danger. They don't want to <laughs> there to you go. Stranger. Stranger. Oh, no, yes they really don't want to go there and so i'll see them even now we're in october we started classes in august and i still have some of my college students i have to walk over and go hey are you talking with so-and-so because you need to be talking because they're over there writing in their little corners like that's beautiful you're writing i want you to talk Mm -hmm. you can write at home you cannot talk at home you don't have anybody So, but I have to go and until I tell them and they go, oh, okay, yeah, sure. And then they'll do it. And, you know, they don't really want to, but they realize they don't have a choice. So they're doing it. So you have to encourage them. Once you really keep priming them for it at that point, then they start doing it. They're like, oh, that's actually fun. You know, talking to somebody else. Exactly,
1: exactly. So yeah, you need need to, to do that. And then something that I do, um, to encourage them is I give credit, no credit assignments, um, to, to just to give them a space, like all of our discussion board posts that we do, especially in my, um, asynchronous online classes, they're all credit, no credit. It's like, I just want you to communicate your thoughts. I want you to communicate your ideas. I'm not going to be, you know, the grammar police. And, you know, if there's something that is not clear that I don't understand, I'll probably ask you a question about it. But if I understand what you're saying, you've communicated your thoughts, I mean, I'm good with it. And because I want them to get to write more and not just worry about. Is it grammatically correct? Because, I mean, I'll get five sentences. Me gusta, me gusta, me gusta. Because Mm -hmm. it's the safe choice and they know they can get an A because that's, they understand me gusta bailar, me gusta comer. But what have you really done? Because you can say me gusta bailar y comer combined it into one sentence. I mean, they really haven't written anything.
0: Yeah. And I think um, that goes... With you know what we've also talked about is the realistic expectations, telling them they're gonna mess up. We're expecting for them to mess up. Yes, we're expecting, and if I mean that's what I tell mine, if you don't mess up, I'm gonna be upset because that means you know more than what you should know, right? That means you're in the wrong class, Mm -hmm. or you got some help and it's not really your work, right? So when they realize that. They're a little bit more willing to take risks. And it's, you know, it goes back to those conversations, building relationships, because you cannot set those expectations if you don't talk with them. Right. Exactly. And you know, and that, yeah, that's it. I mean, so,
1: and I think too, sometimes, and we've talked about this before, we have lots of episodes on it actually, <laughs> on our proficiency unit, right? Mm-hmm. It, Teach them about that, and you show them that, and so you're set them the re- realistic um, goals because they've seen. Oh, okay, that's what's expected of me, and it takes the pressure off. Yes. Yeah. And of course, that also, um, you know, leads to kind of the next thing. And one of the reasons that we did, um, we have done so many episodes on our proficiency unit in the past is because this generation, even though they're called Generation Z, I personally think they should be called Generation Y, as in W-H-Y, because they always want a solid reason for whatever it is that you're doing. They want you to explain, you know, what is the purpose of this? And I see that in my own kids, too. They're like, what's the point? If they don't see the point, Mm -hmm. they don't really want to do it. Whereas, you know, when I grew up, it was like the teacher said to do this. Okay, I'm doing it.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, there was no questions. Mama and dad and dad said, we got to jump. We're going to jump. You know, The only question we must ask is how high we're going to do it. But now they're like, well, why should I jump? How soon should I jump? Can it wait another day? (laughs) right exactly because they're like what's the point of this so mm-hmm. you know and and
1: so when you teach them a little bit about la- the language learning process and you explain to them why you're speaking the target language in class you don't have nearly the pushback you don't yeah. have them running to the parents and complaining you don't have any of that and when you give them an assignment you're like hey look, guys, we are going to be practicing X today. We're going to be doing this today. And you're you're giving them the reason
0: why mm-hmm. you don't have that pushback at all. No, no. And, and I mean, and it goes, it, to me, it goes hand in hand with building that relationship because at that point, you're talking to them, you're being honest, building that relationship. I'll share some of the mistakes I've made. Um, I'll share you know, coming to the US and with a very strong background in grammar and how almost 30 years later, there are still days where I'm like, oh, I know I messed up. I need to correct that. And it just stops me in my tracks because, you know, it's there or I have to think about what is the correct grammatical formula or, you know, whatever it is. And it's things that people wouldn't really think about all that much, Mm -hmm. but it still stops me. And that's, 20 i mean almost 30 years into this country where it's still getting me yeah same thing with my mom she can't have a conversation with somebody because she'll say something to you in english and then she'll say i made a mistake you need to correct me what's the mistake that i made and you're like mom and i'm you know i'm like just Talk to them. Don't worry about it. They just answered you. Why are you backtracking to what you just told them? You completely interrupted that whole thing. Mm -hmm. And she'll do that with Chris. And Chris is like, oh, that was fine. I understood. And she's like, no, 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 but I I need to correct it. And it's like, stop it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. She can't. It's just been ingrained in her. And, you know, it's amazing when you think about it. That's what that whole being exact that grammar teaching is doing to people. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, you know, again, well, I you know, I think maybe I may have shared this at one at one point, but I remember one of my boys in a science class, you know, they, um they had to use this morphing app, they had to take a picture of a famous scientist and morph it into something else, and then record a presentation using that um that morphed, you know, scientist and then she played all the presentations about the scientists so they were basically talking about themselves like I'm Albert Einstein blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know, and my boys were like, "Mom, that was so stupid." I mean, what was the point of using that app and making that recording? Yeah. We could have just stood up in the class and said, "So I'm telling you about Albert Einstein." You know, and so th- they didn't really see that there was a point to it. And, you know, of honestly, course honestly, I don't either. <laughs> Well, no, but, you know, being the teacher, I'm like, well, you know, i got to defend them. Well, sweetheart, she thought that it would be fun for you mm-hmm. guys to use an app. You know, she thought maybe yeah. it would be engaging for you, or it could be that she was told to use technology in her class, but she didn't really know how, and this was her attempt. You know, maybe she mm-hmm. did, maybe it didn't quite hit the mark, you know, but again, it just goes back to the, this is so stupid, mom. I don't see the point. And yeah. so, you know, I think it makes us more purposeful in our choices, you know, of activities and, and tasks and the things that we're doing in our class. If we're going to, you know, if we're, if we think, okay, if the kids ask me why we're doing this, what am I going to answer? Right. Because,
0: because chances are they're going to ask you why. <laughs> Somebody in person class asked me point blank why are you teaching us grammar when you keep saying that proficiency is the way to go <laughs> yeah exactly and I was like because I was handed this textbook and te- and they're like so why are textbooks teaching grammar I'm like oh we don't want to get into that little line <laughs> because that's
1: the way it's always
0: been done and I'm like Well, you know, because they keep saying that if they don't do that, they're not going to make money because that's what teachers want. And but they're seeing it themselves, right? So they're asking. And so I'm having to give them the answers kind of, well, because we have to do it this way and then we're going to bend things a little bit on that end or we're going to do this a little bit differently on that end so that you get not quite the best of both worlds because I don't know there's a best of grammar at the level one but right you know so that they they still get what's going to be expected of them to keep going mm-hmm. but at the same time they also get enjoyment out of what they're doing in class and with right. the language right but they're point blind asked me like so what? I mean it didn't take long and I did not have to say much mm-hmm. before they were like but why, but why, but why? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's the generation
1: I'm telling you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so think about that. And, you know, I, I really think that that, that will change your instruction a lot. If you think, okay, why am I doing this? I'm going to have to explain this to my kids. What am I going to tell them? You know, it, it will make a big difference. I think.
0: And, you know, something is, I know I can hear some of our listeners going, yeah, but you teach college, you can get away with stuff. I teach high school or middle school. Mm -hmm. And yes, there is a fine line there, but the being able to answer the why questions helps build that relationship. Mm -hmm. And when I was at the high school, That was one thing with my students. We had an understanding that I was going to treat them, not if they were as if they were college students, but I was going to treat them accordingly to their age and action. So if they acted like a three-year-old, they were going to get treated as a three-year-old. But if they acted their teenager age, then I would be more lenient and give them more of that, you know, equal footing kind of thing. because. I know my kids told me that all my teachers tell us all the time we need to act like adults, but then they treat us like babies. Mm -hmm. And my students were saying the same thing. And they were like, you're the only teacher that will actually talk to us. And, you know, but I knew what lines not to cross. There are some things they would say. And I would be like, guys, I cannot, I cannot answer that question because depending how it goes, it comes out, I get fired. (laughs) <laughs> right because i'm overstepping a line and you know and some of it was like i have opinions but opinions have no room in this classroom so i'm gonna give you facts period and you can make your own conclusion and we're gonna move on right right but that why and that relationship pretty much to me go hand in hand
1: Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. no doubt no, because yeah. if you're able to tell them, look, we're using this app, maybe it's just I, I found it. I thought it was so cool and thought you would enjoy it. But let me know what you think. Right. And then they get back to you and they tell you, oh, it's the bomb because they're still stuck in the 60s. And uh, <laughs> and you're like, OK, we can keep using it. Or they tell you this was horrible. Don't make us do it again. Right. Then You have to drop it because otherwise you just broke that whole relationship and that them wanting to know why you're using it to something that's not relevant exactly exactly not to say that i don't sometimes mess up in the responses that i make to my students or, of course. you know mm-hmm. kind of that so something I don't want people thinking, oh, we think we're just perfect teachers and we got all the answers. We don't. It's just some of the things that we do that we know work, but sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? Just trust me, move on. Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah.
0: Sometimes Um, we don't have the energy.
1: Exactly. So another thing that, of course, we know about Gen Z is that they're constantly updating their social media,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know? And so we can take advantage of that. I mean, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook is old school. And so is Twitter, quite frankly, that's for old people. You know, (laughs) it's all the Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat. So, you know, we can take advantage of that. Um, You know, I know there are some uh, teachers out there who have like classroom Instagram pages and Snapchat pages, and they do a lot of cool, fun things. One thing that I I loved is... um, and that I've actually do with my um, my students is um, is I have them create hashtags right in the level one classes because mm-hmm. I mean they're all about the hashtags and so um, on our discussion board they you know first the very first um, post that they do they will like post a, a picture of their major right and mm-hmm. so then everybody has to go look at that picture and guess what their major is or put an adjective or something so you know um you might be hashtag artista right or hashtag bonito um diseñadora creativa just one simple word because you know this is level one novice low is word level so hashtags are great um and so you can do that with your instagram too right you could I know that some people take their teacher and the teachers take the students on tours of their school and and point out everything in Spanish and everything. You can take a picture of yourself in front of something and put, you know, hashtag donde estoy. And then the first student to respond correctly with that, you know, like hashtag la biblioteca or whatever, then they get to post a picture of them somewhere in the school with the hashtag donde estoy. And you can kind of keep that going throughout the whole The whole time learning vocabulary everything like that so I think that you um you know you have to take advantage of that now you don't want them to to hate it but most of the time the students were like hey that's pretty cool I didn't know they did hashtags in
0: Spanish (laughs) I think anything that's different from any other class is going to get their attention yeah exactly and then yeah if it's adding this now I will caution that we have to make sure that in, in the things that we do, because they go through fads so quickly mm-hmm. um, that we don't hold on to it way past its prime. Right. Absolutely. That's kind of the trick to it. Because like, um, what was that movie that came out a couple of years ago? Was it Bird Box? Oh, yeah. Sandra Bullock? Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody went crazy for about it. And that was what a two months thing and it was done yes exactly Exactly. and so if you have any reference to bird box now they kind of look at you like you're just so lame (laughs) right right but you know hashtags have been around for a long time so (laughs) hashtags have been around for a long time and hashtags are super super important in the whole tiktok world and instagram world to reach out to other people
1: exactly exactly and you know so i think that's really um that's a really fun thing that you
0: can do um uh for a discussion board um you know, and you know by doing it that way too because it uses their social media love but at the same time it's safe they don't have to put it out there for the rest of the world to see it and potentially embarrass them
1: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and you know, sometimes I was thinking, you know, some people who may not be that tech savvy, you know, you could even make a bulletin board in your class, the hashtag bulletin board, right. Mm-hmm. And post a picture. And then that could be like a warm up activity that, that they do while you're taking roll or whatever, they look at the picture and create a hashtag and then they go put it up on the, the board or whatever. Yeah. You know, if, you, if you're a little leery about the, using the actual technology you can still do the same concept and even that way you know or you could make it bonus okay guys here's your bonus picture create your hashtags whatever you can't repeat a hashtag that's already been put up there you could have competitions between the classes you know mm-hmm. um for for things like that so um you could you can do it low tech as well oh yeah post-its yeah. on great yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. So you can certainly do that. Um, another thing that my kids have loved is making memes. Yes. So I have a lesson that I do question words and I kind of introduce them with memes because they're, you know, uh, there are a lot of memes that have great questions. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, you, you know, I kind of use those as a fun way to introduce question words. And so then you know what they need to do is make a meme themselves, and I mean, some of they are some of them are very creative. Now, I do have to to say that, you know, I caution them. Look, I know there are a lot of memes out there, but you need to go and make your own. Um, you don't go and um, and just copy one and upload it. I'm going to know, you know a lot of them. I know a lot of them. I mean, I have like 300 memes in Spanish. So, um, and so most of them, I feel like they do a really good job. Like they'll make one about talk abroad and how fast the partner is talking or something like that. And they do a really great job with that. So making the memes are a lot of fun. I've I've even, you know, because I use myself in, um, in, uh, the class so much some of them have actually taken my pictures off of
0: my powerpoints and made memes of me (laughs) for the class and that's always fun i think that talks about relationship too that they feel comfortable enough to have fun with the teacher
1: yeah well that's true uh i didn't think about that but yes i mean they they have great fun at my expense with my pictures (laughs) so that's always a fun thing Um, another thing are, um, choice boards, which are very popular because they want choice and we know that they learn better if they get to choose. And one of the things that I've been doing, um, you know, and we've talked about this before are those weekly proficiency activities that Mm -hmm. that you came up with. And my students are really liking that. Um, and they're, most of them are picking a wide variety. Some, some weeks they'll do like the tongue twisters and other weeks they'll listen to a podcast or they'll watch, you know, the Netflix Um, series or something and some of them they're like hey I'm still watching that Netflix series I said you know I know you said we could only count you know two episodes because you wanted us to do other things but I'm still watching that series but I'm doing this other too." and I'm like yes they're getting more Mm -hmm. input they are
0: they are are you finding that they're doing more of a variety of activity with that new format of the choice board on that or have you noticed i think some of them are some of them aren't yeah so i mean, um, risk adverse right they're gonna pick one they've done it they're gonna repeat it as many times as they can because they know what's in it exactly exactly
1: and so i mean i am to the point now where I'm having to say, okay, you've done this a lot. I, you need to pick a different activity next week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. We're getting
0: to, we're getting to that point. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's been interesting. Interesting with mine, because I mean, since it's a new class, new university, everything, I don't have the comparison for that, that specific type of student, right, that population of students, right, uh, to see, but it's been interesting, the variety of activities that they've picked that it feels like in the past, they would all flock to Netflix, yes, or to the song, which is when I removed the song, because I was like, you can listen to songs in your car on your own time, what? You don't have to pay attention to songs. So that doesn't count anymore. Um, so I removed that, but they've come out and, and then they've themselves have come out with other ones. One was telling me she's got this app for library, and it will read or she can read it, or it will read it to her some French books, and was asking me if she could do that. I'm like, ah, oh, by all means, go for it. Yeah, I mean, it's similar to one of the ones we have on the choice board. So yes, go for it. You know mm-hmm. how to use it. You got French books, yes. Um so that that's interesting. No, I have one who went straight for podcasts, I was blown yes, away. I
1: have, well, I have one and that's what she said.
0: She said, it's
1: been super cool. You know, I started doing that one. And then she said, I know you wanted me to do something else, but I'm still listening to that on my drive to school. I'm like, all right, listen to that podcast on the drive to school and then go watch a Netflix series or go read this or do that. And I mean, that's awesome. I have one who's reading Harry Potter in Spanish. So I'm like, awesome.
0: Yeah. I had one awesome, who awesome, did that awesome. Awesome. So, uh, a couple you of know, years ago. Yeah, which is pretty, pretty fun. Yeah,
1: it is. And so last thing, because I know we're running out of time, is current research shows that you only have eight seconds to grab these kids' attention. Yes, you heard me right. Eight, eight seconds, right? And that is because there are the swipe generation, right? They swipe everything. They swipe Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram. And so if you don't catch their attention, mentally, they have swiped you. So, you know, use memes, use music, music. Um, show a TikTok video. I mean, you, you have a TikTok video up there on the screen. They'd be like, what? So, you know, something that grabs their attention and be as interactive as possible to connect with this generation.
0: I think having routines but changing them up yes that gets their attention too because they're kind of like hmm what are we going to do yeah a little bit Mm and but that said you don't have to be the teacher who on the los muertos shows up all decked out with the makeup and all the skirts and the dresses and the food and whatever unless that's who you are if that's who you are by all means embrace it Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean you have to do all of that to get their attention just enough to even just asking a question right Right, right. when we did the episodes with bill van patten and when we were exploring it afterwards just asking a question like what do you think is you know the average age what was it to get married Mm -hmm. and just kind of having let them go over that conversation that's enough to grab their attention and knowing their topics of interest of course we can't have every single person's topic of interest but that's also where it goes so maybe you have a little picture and something and and it relates back at some point but it doesn't have to be a huge huge effort because I know we're all thinking, okay, I'm overrun with stuff, right? I said it earlier, I copied a math test from somebody because I didn't have the time to do one, it backfired on me, but, um, so something like that. And the memes, there are places, um, you know, if you're on social media, you have a lot of people who like to share the collections. AATF, they have, they have, I have, they have a Pinterest page and they have some other things with a lot of resources that you can go and explore. So it saves the legwork for you too. Yeah. So don't don't let that be daunting. Like, oh yeah, something else to add up. Um, It's just something that can be pretty quick, but at the same time, we'll then kind of, we'll make the class.
1: Right, right. Absolutely absolutely if you guys have any other suggestions for how you connect with your students we would love to hear it so you can hit us up um you know at step into mondays at gmail.com or on twitter at into mondays we're on facebook so yeah um we would love 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 to hear from you so i think now we have our final segment here on our aha moments what is your aha moment
0: Okay, yeah, I do have an aha moment and it's one we've probably talked about, but it has come full circle for me, Um, especially since August, is that surrounding yourself with people that you can rely on, that you can trust and you can collaborate with is so, 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 so important because what did I say you're over no, there be, laughing no because mine is kind of similar Go oh. <laughs> well I mean you know I studied at a school which everybody's aware of it and probably still pondering on the fact that I said I am teaching a third grade immersion school when I'm a college professor and the only experience I had with third graders was working as a sub when the kids were little right But from day one, my team has been, hey, Sandrine, I was doing third grade last year. Here is all of my work that I have. My Spanish colleague, she goes, hey, what do you need? Here's my presentation. It's in Spanish, but here's my presentation. And I'm like, awesome. I can make out the Spanish. I can change it. She's got all of the pictures. She's got all of the basics there, right? And, you know, depending what comes through and they're rallying behind you. And that's just huge. So trying to get new items developed, that's where you want your professional friend, because then even if you're across the country, you can still collaborate and come up with something and you're not by yourself. So this has really, really not a brand new aha moment, but that's certainly come full circle for me as of late so i wanted to stop a minute and share that's kind of like yeah yeah
1: yeah so mine is actually it kind of goes with that surrounding yourself with with good people Mm -hmm. because one of the things that i um have been thinking about is that you've got to you know you've got to not let negative people in basically because if you think about a ship, right, it doesn't sink because of what's around it. It sinks because of the water getting inside. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you've got to, you can have all that negativity around, but you can't let it get into you because then you're going to start feeling it. And so you do need to surround yourself with, you know, colleagues who are going to be uplifting and who are going to work with you and not not ones who are always complaining and always talking about how awful everything is and Mm -hmm. just kind of dragging you down. I mean, you have to be realistic. I'm not saying, you know, it's always pie in the sky. Everything is wonderful. But at the same time, you can't let all that negativity get in because it really will drag you down.
0: I mean, you know, that's a perfect example is um, (laughs) we have at the lunchroom, they serve slushies every day. (laughs) every single day they serve them for a dollar and I don't know one teacher in the school who likes those slushies because they're a mess especially since we're eating lunches in our classroom they're falling all over the hallways they're spilling everywhere they're sticky it's a mess we all hate them and recently I just looked at my colleagues and I said you know us teachers need to start ordering them and just adding some spirit to it (laughs) they were like this is too funny yeah let's do that none of us are ever gonna do that but that's one thing we could be like oh i hate it and oh my gosh this is horrible we just waste my time but what is that gonna do nothing nothing is gonna get better with it so it kind of goes along the line with that you can recognize that there is something try to see what solution is there for it but if those people are just complaining just move on say hi carry on move on yeah exactly exactly <laughs> that's funny because well, we well, i was going to say we haven't talked we chatted a little bit before we started recording but it's been a while since we actually chatted chatted and we didn't even compare our aha moments nope and there they were very very similar that's-
1: imagine that i know i know well, alrighty. righty. Um, I guess that's a wrap for this week.
0: That's a wrap. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll reach out, you know, on Twitter. Come and find us. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. I know it's hard to wait, but there's plenty of old episodes to go back and listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Refresh right. your memories on things. Hasta and lunes. Bis moontag.